Welcome to the Abadian Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Chambers. We're delighted to have Mary Ellen Judah with us from Neighborhood Concepts in Huntsville, Alabama. Neighborhood Concepts works to strengthen neighborhoods through affordable housing and the advancement of economic opportunities. They do a lot of things with financing for small businesses that larger financial institutions can't quite do for one reason or another. How are you today, Mary Ellen? I'm very well, Eric. How are you? I'm doing well. We're thrilled to have you on today. We spoke recently about some of the work you do to help the community. Uh, We wanted to get further into that. We'll start by asking, how did you come to work with Neighborhood Concepts? Well, it was kind of by accident. I was working for a gentleman here in Huntsville when we first moved here, and he was involved in starting a nonprofit, Neighborhood Concepts, and as the organization grew, they needed a director, and so I kind of transitioned into that position. So you've been with Neighborhood Concepts since the beginning. When was that? And how long has this organization been around? Uh, We were formed in 1988, so we've been around for 30-plus years now. You're pretty well known in the Huntsville, North Alabama area. I know that's constantly growing from an economic and population standpoint. Are you seeing more businesses opening as Madison and the suburbs around Huntsville are growing? You know, we really are. Um, On the housing side of things, we are definitely seeing an increase in the need for affordable housing. Uh, The real estate market in Huntsville is very robust, which is great for our economy, but we're seeing some people get kind of squeezed out of the market. We'll always see folks who have very low income struggle to find an affordable place to call home, but increasingly we're seeing families Working families, you know, uh, two people working who are struggling to find that affordable place where they can um, raise their family or or retire. And so we are um, working really hard to try and figure out how we can address that need. It seems to be getting worse every day. We bought a house last year, and at this point, we wouldn't be able to afford our house. It's difficult for median income earners to find affordable housing. I can only imagine how hard it is for people who are struggling financially. You know, it really is. And there are a lot of obstacles. Um, You know, sometimes you can afford the payment, although that's getting even harder. But a lot of times, maybe you don't have the down payment or you don't have, you know, sufficient work history, that kind of thing. And that's when rental housing becomes so important. But unfortunately, what we're seeing is a lot of high-end multifamily housing being built in the Huntsville area, which is great because we've got a lot of young folks moving back into the community, and a lot of them, that's what they're looking for. But as you mentioned, you know, even median family incomes um, who aren't quite ready for homeownership, or maybe they've chosen not to be a homeowner for whatever reason, um, they're struggling to find somewhere that's affordable for them to rent until they are ready for homeownership. And as you mentioned, the obstacles are legion. Obviously, it's difficult to gather a sufficient down payment. Credit score is also a huge obstacle. Many people don't really understand a credit score or have had unforeseen circumstances like a medical bill that decimated their score. A lot of people who need help because of this really find themselves stuck. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's where we hope that, you know, we can provide the affordable rental units for families and seniors to move into. And then they can work with financial institutions such as Avadian on whatever those obstacles to home ownership might be. And hopefully, you know, you've got a safe place to live and a, a good place to be your home. And then you work with that financial institution, you, whatever those obstacles are, you get them corrected and then they can hopefully get you into home ownership. That's vital for 
all of us. If you can't feel secure at home, how can you be expected to progress or grow in your career or perform well in school? It's just not a possibility. You know, you're absolutely right. And and that's and of course I've been working in housing and economic development my whole life, but that's that's kind of how I start every conversation until you're safely housed. How can you how can you work on whatever obstacle you might have, whatever challenge or whatever goal you might have? And um and so, um, it, you know, it takes the community working together, the place for them to live, as well as somebody to provide them the tools so that they can get there. And so we hope we've got about a thousand units in Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina, and, and the majority of them stay very, very full. We know there's a critical need. And then the other side of that, too, is housing doesn't survive in a vacuum. You know, um, you can build a beautiful unit for someone, but if there's not access to services, if there's not a grocery store nearby or a pharmacy or a daycare, then that doesn't really make it a home. And particularly, perhaps, if you have transportation challenges. So you want to have things, you know, try and build walkable communities. And that's where our revolving loan fund can be of help in that we can provide capital capital to small businesses who aren't quite ready for traditional financing to put those daycares in those neighborhoods or that corner grocery store or just, you know, a, a company that's hiring so that people have employment opportunities. People often overlook those things. And when you think about Birmingham and Huntsville, there are quite a few areas that fall under the category of a food desert. Helping small businesses start a grocery store can be imperative for residents to have food. Uh, speaking of small businesses, tell us what kind of programs Neighborhood Concepts offers to help them get started and grow. Well, so we have a revolving loan fund. It is actually, um, it's called a CDFI, a Community Development Financial Institution, which is a U.S. Treasury program, and it is designed to provide banking services to the unbanked, whether those be consumers or they be small businesses, and we chose to focus on small businesses. So we offer uh, loans to small businesses that aren't quite ready for traditional financing. Um, we can do a loan up to $250,000 in some instances we can go a little bit higher than that. So we can provide working capital or uh, loan for working capital or inventory or, or maybe you're buying a franchise or you need some equipment. Um, in some instances, we finance real estate and that just helps them get started. And then we work with them for a couple years until they're ready for traditional financing and have them graduate out to a more traditional small business loan. You know, it's a little bit of both. Not so much credit. A lot of times these small businesses that come to us, they have, you know, the personal credit is good, but they lack that owner equity that a, that a bank or a credit union might be looking for. In a lot of instances, it's a startup business, and that's, uh, that's sometimes difficult for them to provide or to receive financing. And we're able to do that, allow them to build their business, get two years of financial history, and then usually, as I said, they're re ready to graduate out to traditional financing. In some instances, it might just be the type of industry. Restaurants are very difficult. It's difficult for them to get traditional financing when they're starting out. I think, of course, the pandemic has really you know, sent the restaurant industry in, in upheaval. And so that's a little more difficult for a regulated financial institution to get comfortable with that risk. We've seen several of our favorite local food places close their doors, and it's been devastating. Family-owned businesses that have been pillars of the community forever have had to close down shop. It's tough to see. You know, it really is. And, and those are the types of things, those local family restaurants, that, that's what 
that's the quality of life in your neighborhoods and in your communities. And we really saw them impacted, of course, last year with the shutdowns. And, and we're very fortunate to receive some grant financing that allowed us to provide grants to some of those small businesses. And many of them told us, you know, if, if it wasn't for that $5,000 grant from you guys, we, we would have closed our doors tomorrow. And then we were able to defer payments for them for a couple of months just to give them a little bit of breathing room. And the majority of them, I, I never cease to be amazed at how nimble entrepreneurs are. They adapted so quickly and they figured out a way to, you know, to keep moving along. But now what we're seeing, and I think it's still, of course, fallout from, from COVID, we're seeing that they're having difficulty finding an employee. And so without sufficient employees, oftentimes that means they're having to close their restaurants earlier than they usually do. So it really is a struggle and you've got to admire the, the grit of those folks who, who feel so strongly and love what they do so much that they're, they're just, you know, they're just still hanging in there always have a smile on their face and and just doing the best they can. It really was just one thing after another. And the employment issue doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon. Too many factors to pinpoint just one, really. Now that we've discussed a few of the things Neighborhood Concept does, what kind of success rates do you see from some of these small businesses that enroll in your programs? So for the most part, I think we've been very successful. We have some bankers on our on our advisory committee, and and, and they confirm that our loan loss rate is um, less than what you see at a at a at a large institution. And I think that that can be tied to a couple different things. We look at all the same things that that you guys look at when you're making a loan, but because we're not regulated, we can take a look at it and determine where the risk is and how we mitigate against that risk. And so that risk rating system helps us determine whether or not we can go forward with the loan. And then we try and and structure it flexibly so that maybe they have six months interest only if they're a startup business so they can really get up and running before they have to service the full debt. And so I also think, you know, we, we, we build a pretty good relationship with our with our clients. And so they're comfortable coming to us before there's a real problem and, and saying, hey, you know, sales have not been what we thought we were going to be. Is there any way we could modify our loan? And in most cases, we're able to work with them on that. So, you know, there have been a couple loans that we've had to write off and there have been a couple loans that we've had to collect. But for the most part, they're doing well. And several of them have transitioned to traditional financing and paid us off. Some of them have even paid us off early. One of my favorite stories is a um, food producer over in the Shoals who was one of the first loans we made. She was uh, using her personal credit cards for working capital for her business. And then she needed some equipment financing so she could grow her business. And we were able to provide both of those to her. She ended up being able to get into some very large grocery stores. She found an equity investor um, about two years into it who was able to come in as a partner and she was able to pay us off and, and she's just doing great now. You love to hear lenders building a relationship with these business owners. It's really important to trust the person you're working with, whether it's personal or business financing. We've talked to our business services department about the amount of documentation and paperwork involved with filing for an LLC or articles of organization. And there's so many pieces. It's easy to get it messed up along the way. It has to be a comfort to have someone there to walk you through those steps. Right. And and you're right. I think it's very important that they have somebody to walk alongside them throughout the process. 
um, even if they get their financing from us, we still encourage them to have a relationship with a local financial institution, whether it be the credit union or, or, or a local bank, because that's so important. And there are so many services that you guys offer that we don't offer that small businesses need. And just to have a, a friendly face who can, you know, help them figure out what their next step might be, that really is the key to, to their success. Speaking of success, do you have any other stories you'd be willing to share with us? Oh, gosh, there um, there have been a lot that have just, you know, we're really so happy that we could have been a part of. There, there, there are a few that always stand out and kind of warm my heart. We had a, a, a lady who came to us who was lower income. She had worked in the daycare industry all of her life. And she had a dream to open up her own daycare. And so we were able to provide her the financing for that. And so she was able to open up a daycare that was owned by a lower income person, a lower income minority owned women's business. And to be there with her on the day that she, you know, had her little ribbon cutting and just to see the pride in knowing that this is something I own. So she'd had a, you know, she'd had a steady job all her life, but all of a sudden she had the opportunity to build wealth because she was building equity in her business. And we all love to go by that daycare and, you know, see the wonderful job she's doing with these children. It's it's located in an underserved census tract. And so you've got a lot of lower income families who are in need of quality daycare and she's able to provide that. She offers second shift daycare, which is so important too and hard to find. And um, she's been so successful that she's opened up a second location. Wow. Providing second shift daycare is not something you come across often. She really is serving that community where it needs to be served. Yeah, she's and she loves what she does and her husband works there and you know, in the summer times when her children are out of school, they help out too. So it truly is a family owned business. If someone wanted to get started with your organization, how can they get in touch with you and get that ball rolling? Well, you can always go to our website, uh, neighborhoodconcepts.org, and you'll see a tab called the Loan Fund. And right now, we've got um, our application is on our website. It's an Excel spreadsheet. got all the information you need um, to tell you what we're going to need to review the loan application, and you can just submit it electronically. We're building an online platform, and that should be unveiled probably in the next month or so. But right now, you can go to neighborhoodconcepts.org, see the loan application, find our phone number. Um, Our phone number is 256-534-0075. If you have some questions before you get started, you can give us a call and we're glad to help walk you through the process. And you can find a link to that website here in the description of this podcast. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, this is the funnest job to have. I've been doing this for most of my adult life, uh, 20 plus years I've been working here. And it's just always very rewarding, not only to know that we're able to help folks who are in need of affordable housing, but that we can also help people realize their dream of um, owning their own business and or providing services in in neighborhoods in our community. We couldn't do it without, you know, the partnerships that we have with folks like credit unions who work with those small businesses. And so we appreciate the opportunity to to share a little bit of our story with you guys today. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to have a conversation with us. We look forward to partnering with Neighborhood Concepts moving forward to help businesses that we can't quite assist, uh, sending them your way to make sure they find the funding they need to continue growing and to continue to be successful. Again, it's been great speaking with you. Thanks for having me, Eric. Have a good day. 
This has been the Avadian Podcast. Have a delightful day.